0: That first shot over Stalop, where that did not have a shot on goal, again. let one go Tanner Pearson let it fly, and the cuts are on the board, 24 seconds in! Hot. Vancouver and Connect to start the postseason game, J.T. Miller driving the
1: And welcome back into another Canucks and Pucks post-game episode. After playing back back-to-back Canucks wins, now this time three nothing shutout over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Jacob Markstrom with his first career postseason shutout. Also had another big game from the Calder Trophy trio of Besser, Pedersen, and Hughes, and especially Quinn Hughes. He had three points, uh, youngest defenseman in Canucks history to do that, which is I mean just adds to his his resume and uh, regular season, postseason just doesn't seem to stop. And uh, it's also an emotional day for Brock Besser, who had an anniversary of his best friend, Ty Leah's passing car accident, and he was injured as well six years ago. Uh, he showed his appreciation by pointing to the sky for his goal, so I uh, have a lot to talk about. Uh, just have uh, one of my co-hosts uh, today and and Dan Seibach. uh Hey Dan, uh, how's it going today?
0: It's going awesome. I'm enjoying the legend of uh, Quinn Hughes growing every day. Um, you know, I, I, for pretty soon the Canucks fans will be singing the mighty Quinn for sure. Yeah,
1: Quinn Hughes is just—I mean, it doesn't seem like like the first game. I'd say he he may have looked a little nervous uh, off the bat, but since then he's just played the way he has all regular season, and it's just amazing how young he is and how he's able to. I, uh, you know, control the puck and have like, that stat that Sportsnet threw up there with the puck possession that he's had throughout the series already and, you know, he's had the puck on his stick more often than not.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting that in this
1: game, and we'll talk about
0: it later, but uh, they were switching up the pairings a lot. I know Tanev was with uh, Hughes for most of the night, but there was a lot of times where Myers was with the, uh, Quinn as well, yeah. and uh, he just, he kept motoring and... Uh, it was really fun to see uh, the, the entire team today.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was good. I mean, uh, we'll start with the lineup changes, as we always do at this. You know, it seems like every game we're getting a change in the lines. Uh, Zach McKeown drawing in on the fourth line uh, with Jay Beagle and Tyler Mott. Um, what do you think about the changes that uh, – and then Jake Bertan moving up to the third line – uh, with Brandon Sutter and Antoine Roussel, we'll start with the bottom six, as so the top six didn't change uh, from the, the second game. Uh, How did you like those last uh, the two lines, the bottom six there?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I mean we could we could see that it looks very apparent that Roussel um, it plays better with one eye than with two. <laughs> so uh, you know they'll have to pull a beer fest, and uh, someone's going to have to make sure that that shiner stays the entire playoff run as long as they can. Uh, but, you know, uh, Sutter really played well on that line, and, and Zach McEwen played the way we spoke about it yesterday, and he played exactly the type of game that, you know, we spoke about, and, and you know, again, he's not a young man, he's 24, he's been through some battles, he understands the game, and you could see it, it again, once again, it threw the wild off a bit, and, um, I mean, you know, we'll chat a little more about impressions, but, yeah I was very impressed with zach McKeown, for sure
1: yeah, I noticed him almost immediately he, he's very physical uh and you saw him already kind of uh, taking on a lot of the wild players and and that's and that's what the wild, wild and then whoever you know we get Canucks do get through this series, whoever comes up next i mean he he puts it he makes his his presence known on the ice like every time
0: yeah, he just meshed very well with Mott and Beagle, I felt Beagle played it. That was one of his best games. And again, it's, it's because of style. It's because of um, chemistry. It's because of what the players are capable of doing. And it just goes to show that uh, again, you know, um, it's very important to have um, cohesiveness on your units, instead of thinking something will work together and get them in positions to succeed. And we're seeing that
1: right now. Yeah. I mean, it's good to move into the, you know, that bottom. You know, the guys that we seem to always harp on uh, throughout the season and throughout is the guys of like Brandon Sutter and Jay Beagle, and those two are proving their worth in the playoffs already. Um, you know, I, I'll be writing an article on it uh, coming up about the value of those guys and how, you know, that is this is where they show why the Canucks are paying them the money, why they're on this team. Is what they're doing right now. And uh Beagle and Sutter, they've been they've been phenomenal in this first three games.
0: Yeah, I felt I, I feel very much like you know, Sat Shaw at Sportsnet there, he came up with a really good analogy in that you know they're phenomenal glue guys, and one of the problems with the Canucks was that they had not um they didn't have the pieces in place yet for the glue. Um mm-hmm. and and That's not going to change, you know, most people's opinions that they're overpaid in this moment right now in this series with what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're coming up big and they're, they're making some plays and it's a really solid um, it's really solid right now for, for the team. And it's nice to see that they're starting to live up to, I don't even know if expectations is the right word, but they're not hurting the team because they've no offense. They really have been hurting the team in the regular season And uh, just getting to the dance has has shown that you know that value is 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 really worth it.
1: Yeah, and i've I've always been a fan of Tyler Mott. Uh, His these last two games, he's just shown what he can do on that fourth line, being a penalty killer. The way the amount of penalties that the Canucks have been taking over the last two games, uh, he's had to play a lot, and he played over seventeen minutes today, and. And the way he kills penalties is probably, like I saw on Twitter there, he's probably the best penalty killer, very underrated penalty killer in the NHL. And, you know, he's he's a guy that you need on the team to win these types of games. And, you know, without the penalty killing, the Canucks probably don't win this. Oh, 100%. While well, well,
0: we're 0 for 7. Um, and... It's, it's funny because I, I, I understand you're high on Mod and I like that. But I look at the entire unit. I mean, if honestly, if you uh, were playing a shot game on how many times Chris Cuthbert said, and another shot blocked, and another yeah. shot blocked, and another shot blocked, like you, you would have been done there in the second period. It was, they had so many blocked shots. Chris Tannev was phenomenal. Uh, Tyler Myers was great. Yeah. Yeah, Mott's, Mott's penalty killing uh, Sean through today he showed that value as to why Travis Green trusts him and likes him. And again, um, I don't think any of the penalties today were either undeserved or were weak. Maybe you could pick one or two. But for the most part, all those penalties that were called were penalties. And these players are playing such, again, unlike most of the other series that are going on, this has been easily not only the most physical series that has been played in, in this, but I mean, Minnesota knows this is their their last kick of the can, so to speak, or close to it. And Vancouver knows, hey, we can build on something special. So they're both going all out to to get to that second round. And, and thank goodness this is not a best of seven, but it's only a best of <laughs> five because they might, they might kill each other just getting to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very, it is very a very physical series. And, and you're looking at, like you say, it went to seven. I don't know. How much further they could go you know they say with uh, teams that have such a physical series they're kind of taking out pretty early in the next round because of how taxing the series was
0: yeah and I, and I do think that uh, um, I do think that tomorrow night's game is is so pivotal um, because of the turnaround time and uh, you know we'll chat about that more but yeah this is the you know it's a good news is it's that and there'll be a how reasonable break in between and I know uh, they said that Gaudette, they, they tested him out, um, and he still wasn't quite ready to go. So yeah. I think Travis Green trusts him uh, to a degree. Um, and uh, uh, we'll see how that happens. I was really happy to actually honestly see Yolevi just be in the warm-up. It just kind of tells yeah. you that, you know, you know, one of the guys is a little smarting. But, uh, you know, I think uh, for the most part, they, again,
1: they, they, they came up huge. Yeah, and and looking at how tough this series has been, um, there's always going to be those scrums after the whistle and these little uh, ticky-tack things that, you know, the Wild have been doing. Um, Looking at, like, we knew that when Hartman was back in the lineup, we knew there was probably going to be something, and he did do something to Pedersen, similar, I don't know if it was, it wasn't the same hit, but he did hit him in an awkward position, and I, what I loved is Miller going after him after that. And we don't really see – we haven't seen that in the past where a guy goes and, and the team sticks up for each, for one another. And that's one criticism the Canucks have had over the years in the playoffs. And
0: I'm glad you brought that up. That was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was, was how well they stuck up for each other. Um, and on that play, you could tell Miller was like, should I – if you watch the replay, you'll see he's like – should i do this no i'm going to do this you can't do that to my guy and that heart drove into the very next play when fiala kind of bumped uh, yeah. markstrom and by the way notice markstrom didn't flop down like he'd been shot from the uh, <laughs> from a cannon um but yeah and then sutter uh, stetcher went in but but yeah i mean miller did exactly what any teammate should do regardless what what hartman did was pretty no offense, but pretty stupid, um, careless, irresponsible. Those are the types of plays that sh- should be suspensions no matter what, regardless yeah. of whether a player's injured. Honestly, uh, he had one purpose in mind, and that was to hurt him. He wasn't trying to, you know, especially knowing he was in a vulnerable position.
1: Yeah. And the thing is about those types of hits, and if you look at it at different angles, it could have really hurt him. And, you know, it's good that he didn't get hurt at all so
0: well it's a good thing deaky pete there is pretty uh, malleable like a gumby and uh, <laughs> he seemed to you know he seems to bounce back up and you know he bambis a lot but boy that boy he uh he just gets back up and and what a, you know he had a rough performance in the first two periods but that third period did uh, his line and and did they ever start working things
1: and i think that it helped to actually score on the power play too because i mean the power play was a little bit you know, struggled to kind of gain any momentum in the first couple periods there, but the third period they kind of got going. Yeah, um, yeah. 100%. It seems like it seems like that power play—they always have problems moving the puck up the ice um, sometimes, but once they're in the zone, they're they're good. You yeah. Know,
0: well, so. let's 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 give the Wild some credit too. I mean, the Wild mm-hmm. have videotape; they know what the Canucks' power play is doing. Um, they did a great job of of standing up in the line. If if I was Newell Brown, as much as you have that right now, you can actually right now with speed on a dump in right now, you could probably catch the wild on a puck retrieval right now because almost all four players are right along the blue line. Right. And yeah. with speed, you could catch them. You could you could get behind them, get that puck behind. And, and you could get by them and possibly set up that way too. It might be worth exploring. Um, But you know, the wild, they, they played a good game. Like again, I, overall I think the Wild were the better team today, but Markstrom was solid. The Canucks team defense uh, players were, you know, I have not seen them play that good a a game just in, in that sense. But they were not good offensively. They weren't. The Wild did a really good job yes. at, at limiting those chances. And, you know, Vancouver persevered and got through. And And they really played a, a, a solid game. It's not like Vancouver didn't deserve to win. They deserved to win the game. I'm just saying that I feel like the Wild played a better game overall, even though they were shut out.
1: Yeah. I mean, their forecheck was really good. Yeah. Uh, the Canucks had problems with it at times. Uh, and, I mean – but yeah, Markstrom, Markstrom was great, uh, and like you said, the team defense is really good too. And yeah. I'd say the you know the defense unit again had a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, agree. And that's three now. that's three games in a row where we can't complain about the defense. I haven't seen a stupid turnover by any of the any of the guys, and that happened a lot during the season. Yeah. And you know you can't. Defense for any of the goals that Carstrom's led in so far in this series.
0: Now, you can fault him on the first goal that went maybe really that. Well. Yeah. That was a softy. That one was a softy. But I mean, Tyler Myers has honestly. I I know there's probably one penalty he shouldn't have taken, but he lit. He has. This is where you can use the word literally. He's literally taken his game to another level. He is nasty. He's tough. He's big. The Wild are now towards the end of that period they did not when he was on the ice they were far more cautious about going into corners with them because they know he is it doesn't didn't matter and you know Andrew Walker on Sportsnet also mentioned this like those are the penalties you want him to take because mm-hmm. those are nasty penalties those are like you are going to be punished if you're going to come into our area of the ice and that's exactly what you want and all of a sudden, if you notice, Kevin Fiala started off really strong. He was almost invisible in that third period. When they yeah. needed that score and the engine of theirs the most, he, you know, he created some chances, but pretty much um, he, he was invisible.
1: Yeah. And uh, I saw, again, some more kind of frustration from him too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like going after Marks from there, I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just that's just playoff hockey. That's just playoff mean, hockey. That's great. I'm I'm I still am happy that the kind of went that they got went after him after that. Like, yeah, saying, well, yeah, course. you don't
0: touch that goalie. You don't touch. You know, again, we've we've been through this, and you know, Matt, I'm an older guy, right? Like, I'm 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 in uh, you know born in the '70s, so you know, i my, my hockey culture of what I believe, you know, what I've watched hockey was shaped through the '80s and '90s. You don't touch the goalie. You go near that goalie and you are going to get, you know, uh, wrecked. And this is that type of a series where if you go near those goalies, that's what's happening. And every play, every single end of play near the nets, there have been scrums and neither team is giving an inch. And, And that's what I'm most impressed with with the Canucks. Because again, if you were to say, the Canucks would be as gritty a team as the Minnesota wild, you would have been laughed off of Twitter and people would have like dunked on you and, and you're an idiot, but there's no doubt right now. They are as physical as the wild. And with age, I just, and again, this is my take. I'm probably wrong. But right now towards the end of that game, the wild look lost. Like you could see the frustration. Like we can't score. Like we can't score. We can't score a goal. And it wasn't just, like, in this game. I mean, like, this nine periods now where they have not scored a goal five on five. And they don't look like they're capable right now of scoring a goal five on five, honestly.
1: Yeah. And now their power play has kind of gone a bit cold, too, because they've gone now, what is it, 0 for 13? uh, The last two games? Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, that was their kind of kind of could maybe try to hang their hat on. Oh, yeah, we're a power play. Maybe you'll get some goals. But now that's probably a frustrating part of their game too. So yeah,
0: well, and 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 conversely, uh, for the Vancouver uh, uh, penalty killing units, okay, you're getting a lot of practice, but you're in their heads now for sure too, because they're trying to look. For that perfect pass. And remember, we used to, you know, we'd watch Vancouver, and Vancouver's always looking for that perfect pass and that perfect shot. And in this case, this is the Wild doing that now. Then that's not their game. That's not how they play. That's not what they do. But that's what they are doing. And Fiala is no longer up at the high point. He's down in the sideboards, like where where Patterson is. So you yeah. know, it's it's they're not playing their game. The the Wild seem to be a little off, and you know they're they're up against it now. Like, they're really up against it. I know it's only 2-1, but the Wild are in real, real trouble.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and that's what I say about a series like this. It's really quick. I mean, now, now the Canucks can move on in the next game. And that's tomorrow. So, and, and
0: Well, not only that, not only that, Vancouver didn't play their best game, and no. they won, right? They won. And who won the game for them? Besser, Pedersen, and you get a, a, a third-line goal from his That that's, that's how you win in playoff hockey. And the Minnesota wild are not getting that at all. They're not getting anything from either Zuccarello, Parise, a Fiala is the only one who seems to be doing anything. And and they connects did a great job on him today. And that defense that's so wanted, okay. It's great in their end and that's good, but they're giving them nothing of not only offensively, but they're not really contributing either. Now, maybe that can change tomorrow, but right now, um, it's hard to see the Minnesota Wild changing their game. And this only benefits the Canucks tomorrow night, like literally benefits the Canucks because there's no, there, there's no time to break down video or really break it down. And there's no time to practice breakouts or yeah, anything yeah. like that. They play tomorrow night. These guys are going to be tired. They're going to be in kind of rough shape. And this really, really does favor the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night. It, it, it really does.
1: And the thing is, is, there's some guys in the lineup right now that haven't played all three games too. And, uh, you know, the, the energy and the Canucks are a younger team yeah, uh, as well. Yeah. So,
0: well, they got lots of black aces there too. I mean, if, if more injuries come, you know, we know that there's Cole Lind and, and there's other players that are – you know, I mentioned that there because our buddy Faber is a huge Colin fan. Um, but but there are players that can come in, right, and step in and, and make some differences in that. So,
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a good segue to the young guys is uh, we talked a little bit about Quinn Hughes in the intro there. But uh, Quinn Hughes has been – his adjustment to the postseason has been phenomenal. I mean, the way he's adjusted – and you got to think, he's only – 20 years old and the youngest defenseman in Canucks history to record a multi-point game. I, you know, it's every time I see that guy, it's just, he just, he doesn't seem to cease to amaze me.
0: Yeah. That's a really, really, you know, I looked at Kale McCarr last year when he came in um, out of college for Colorado and he, he just stepped into the playoffs versus Calgary and it was pretty seamless. You know, they just, the talent is there. The brains are there. And you could see in game one, Quinn was processing how it would play out. What's going on? What's going on on the ice? Patterson was playing hard. Same thing. Brock Besser, okay, you know, processing. The, 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 this core that they have, and then, by the way, Bo Horvat, you can put him in there. Bo Horvat's been phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. the last two games, and he was really, really good today. But these guys and Quinn Hughes, they're processing the game. Their hockey IQ is so high. And now they're getting used to how the wild play, because again, the wild are so systematic in the way that they play the game that now the Canucks can break down and make plays. And, and again, they didn't play their best game today, but they were still able to move the puck out and they created some really good scoring chances, not just on power plays, but they created some really good scoring chances in the second and third period as well. And Quinn Hughes has just, I think he's exceeded all expectations. I know, I know a friend of mine was huge, was so high on Quinn Hughes, but you know, Mm. this is who they have to draft. This is who they have to draft. I was really big on Bouchard and Dobson. I was big on Bouchard because he had NHL size and I figured they put him in the lineup. He still can't even crack Edmonton. So what does that tell you? (laughs) Number two, Noah Dobson took another year and there is a massive, massive um, separation of Quinn Hughes from those other three that they were kind of lumped together in the draft. And yeah. you're seeing why now it's, it's not just the skating. It's not just the puck skills. It's the puck smarts. And you look oh, at yeah. that pass, you look at that pass that you gave Pedersen today. And I mean, the wild, he could, he had to put it in the one spot on the rush that only Petey could get. Yeah. And one time at front. And he puts it perfectly out of reach of the defenseman and on the stick, and it's in the back of the net. And, and Staylock almost got that too. So, yeah, I, I mean, it. you know, um, Quinn Hughes has been just phenomenal. And the rest of the team is feeding off that. Chris Tanev is playing well above I've seen him play in a long time, and it's probably because he's healthy yeah, and yeah. he's, you know, motivated. Again, like I said, Tyler Myers. I feel like Oscar Fattenberg, even though he had some limited minutes, uh, Fattenberg seems to be playing a reasonable game. And, you know, he's, he's certainly not hurting the Canucks. He's making some good hits. Like his physical play is great. And oh, we already yeah. talked about Tyler Myers. And, and I believe that all comes from Quinn Hughes. That's the Quinn Hughes effect. And, and like I said, when, when we go to hockey games, you know, the fans, I think they really should be singing the mighty Quinn. They really, really <laughs> should. Because, because this kid is going to be battling with Rasmus Dahlin and Kale McCarr for the Norris trophy for the next 10 to 15 years. Legitimately. Oh, I, I
1: have no doubt about that. And the thing is, is like I said before, he's only 20, and he's going to get better. And you and he can't, he can't imagine he's going to actually get better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, and, and, and kudos to his parents, honestly. Like, those are so, you know, you saw him at the draft, so well-grounded, amazing people, um, you know, uh, giving Quinn and his brothers um, real – um, stability to to grow and learn. Um, I have no doubt now. After watching uh, Quinn, that Jack Hughes is uh, going to come out firing next year and be that difference maker for the New Jersey Devils. Um, you know, we're we're entering a really fun era of hockey, and and we're you know Canucks fans get it. They're grateful. Um, you know, most of them like myself have seen the Oilers um, have their kind of their teams, and and you know recently the Chicago Blackhawks with Keith Seabrook, Kane Taves um, sharp, uh, the, the, those core players, Vancouver's got that now we we legitimately do. And, um, it's fun to be a Canucks fan and to watch Quinn Hughes, uh, take that puck, make some moves and carry up the ice. He just needs to stop drop passing it so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that may be coaching on that. But, well,
0: yeah. it's just their system, yeah. Like it's their power yeah. play system. But I, I believe that the wild have done a great job of of neutralizing that. You can see it today. So, you know, it's it's uh, you know, if you you know, make some adjustments on that, make a few little adjustments and and see what happens.
1: Yeah. And then with the young guys adding like Brock Besser has probably like I've said this before, he's he seems to be this kind of taking back the turn back the clock a little bit. He's, he's a way different player from his rookie season, but he looks as confident as he was in that season.
0: Um, it, man, I, I, love, I love Brock as a human being. That is, the, it, again, the character, you know, you started off this, this, this portion of the discussion on the character. Um, these guys get it. Pedersen, Besser, Hughes. They, the maturity and the seriousness and the drive and the will you can have all the talent in the world. I I knew a guy who played hockey with Alexander day down in California when day kind of left. And Mm -hmm. he said that guy had more talent than anybody he's ever seen. And, you know, I spoke with another NHL scout who said that Alexander day could have been one of the top 10 players in the NHL, but he just didn't care. He got his paycheck and he didn't care. Whereas with, with these three guys, I mean, they care. They care. You, oh, you throw bull Horvat in there. Maybe Bo's not the, 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 most, you know, maybe he's not a 90 point player, but you know, Bo, throw Bo in there. He's, he's a very similar player to Jonathan Taves. And yes, the, the, yeah. And that maturity, I mean, this, that's where this all comes from and Brock Besser, you know, pointing to the sky to his friend who passed away, um, you know, tragically a few years ago um, he just exudes everything you want in a hockey player. And I believe that's why the fan base was so upset when there was quote unquote talk or exploring the option of trading Brock Besser. You know, I'm a big believer in this because again, you're talking about a guy who's been watching hockey since he was a little kid through, through probably the best era of hockey in the eighties, watching the Canada cups and such. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brock Besser is everything you want in a hockey player. And he's got high hockey IQ and he can score goals. And and he can be probably the best right wing in the game if 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 he's not taken off of the line that he that he so deservedly should be on with Pedersen and, and Miller. Yeah. I mean and, and the way he played today, like you said, you know, he's fighting through stuff too. It's it's you know, the wild let's, let's 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 be clear here. The wild are not making it easy for Vancouver to get shots through. They're blocking just as many shots. They're doing just as, as good a job against Vancouver. The difference is they don't have, and this isn't to be rude, but, but we talked about this in game one and even in game two, Staylock gives up rebounds. Like just yeah. That's his MO. And when you've got a weapon like Pedersen's slap shot and you can get that off, like, like Stalock made an incredible save off of that one-timer. He did. Like, oh, he yeah. got all of that, and Staylock made just an incredible save. But the rebound went right to Brock, and he yeah. was able to put it in the spot where, where the – and I can't remember who the defenseman was, couldn't get his foot on it to block the puck, and it's in the net. It's 2 nothing, and you kind of almost felt like at that point, boy, it's going to be tough for the Wild to even score one goal now, yeah. let alone two.
1: Yeah, it was good it was Jared Spurgeon because he's so short.
0: boom drops the mic walks away that's the podcast folks have a good day
1: there you go (laughs) I was thinking that at the the time I was like that's good with Spurgeon because it was a taller guy that's a block it probably
0: was yeah no that's good good point
1: but yeah I I mean Besser the thing is about and he's evolved a lot since his rookie season and yeah Yeah. his two-way plays a lot better defensively now too and that just adds to his value as a full scorer.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and I don't, and I still don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Like I, no, I, I sincerely no believe that. I sincerely believe that Brock's only scratching it, and the fact that he's got a couple goals that that you know, yeah, the rebounds, but that's again those like those are the greasy goals you got to score. He's going to get his shots. It's going to happen. The Minnesota, you know, and it looks like Vancouver will, you know, if they can get through this, and, and I'm not saying they will because while they're a good team, and I still, like I said, I still believe they played a better game, um, if they get by, they'll be facing the Dallas Stars, and that's not easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, heard, I heard someone say today, like, oh, that's probably the best. I think it was Corey Hirsch. That's probably the best matchup for them. Not at all, yeah. man. Like, not even close. The Dallas Stars have owned Vancouver, yeah. and, and it's not a good matchup because the difference between the Stars and the Wild is the Stars have star power. Like they they have guys that can put the puck in the back of the net compared to the wild who have maybe one or two and, and, you know, it's, it's showing. So, you know, I know they got to get through this, but I believe Brock is going to continue to do well. I think he's going to be able to fight through things. And, you know, one of the advantages that the Canucks have is that, and I believe this, um, it was a rough first period, rough middle, middle of the second, but once they got that power play goal, to make it two nothing, holy smokes! So they just not only or one nothing, sorry, not only did they settle down, but but the first line got going, and, and Brock was a driver. He like he was driving offense and opening things up, which you know is so important compared to the first game where almost everyone was a passenger.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, you look at Besser's underlying stats over the last couple seasons. His his ability to drive play is, is in the elite level. And, and that's what helps that lot of line go as well. I agree. I agree. And, 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 in no offense.
0: I mean, I think you could move, you could move Miller down to the second line. I really do. I think you mm-hmm. could put Jacob to that top line. I, I honestly, I believe this, I believe you could make that move. And, um and that line would be fine because Pedersen and Bess are their friends. They understand where they're supposed to be on the ice. They have a good hockey IQ And, you know, it it makes it makes a difference when you have when you have that um, that that brain that can, you know, function and understand how a game, um, you know, how a game should be played and where you should go on the ice and where you should put the puck and how you should should position
1: yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to kind of kind of start wrapping up is to talk about Markstrom. Uh, We talked a little bit about him earlier, but I mean, his guys first postseason shout out after pretty solid game game two. Um, do you think he looks more like the regular season Markstrom or do you still think he's kind of a uh, still building towards that?
0: Yeah, I felt he was very dialed in today. This looked like the Markstrom who has has kind of worked out the kinks and he's in the he's in the zone. And and Vancouver is helping them stay in the zone. Like I don't remember him having to make like massive ten bell saves. I know Tanneh pulled one off the line there. Um, but he was so solid today that the wild just, they were trying to be too perfect because they knew they weren't going to beat him with just regular shots at the net. They're going to say they're going to need shots, but Vancouver was blocking them all. And then Markstrom's just sucking them up. And it was, it was awesome to see him suck it up and just any type of momentum you try to build Markstrom was, was, uh, shutting
1: that down. Yeah. and, And the thing is, is, and that was, Supposed to be the Canucks' uh, strength in this series, goaltending, and we're seeing it now. Um, Stalock had a good first game, but since then he's made good saves. I like, gotta yeah, give him credit too. Uh, he's made some really good saves, but uh, Markstrom's looking like the better goaltender now, and and that's just that's just yeah. what the Canucks need to move forward here.
0: Yeah, agree. And um, there's really not much more I can
1: add to that. Yeah. So uh yeah, so tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's basically it, yeah. yeah. Um tomorrow we have back to normal, seven seven forty five start. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> uh, so normal-ish. Normal uh, ish. Uh, nine, nine, uh, normal. Nine,
0: nine, nine o'clock puck drop there. So these guys are used to you, these guys are used to playing at seven o'clock. And yeah, so they're doing true. a they're doing it, and you know, an hour, forty-five minute, you know, almost, almost two-hour puck drop later than their times. Imagine you're the Wild; you're three hours or even four hours ahead of your time right now.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like th- these playoffs are are interesting in all these times going on, and uh, different teams kind of surprising, and you know, Montreal kind of already on the cusp of going forward to and I mean <laughs> well that's a that's I mean I, I, we,
0: we need to have these types of discussions on a different podcast because um you know uh there's a changing of the guard happening in the NHL right now there's the the, the this is the the Penguins kind of last this was the the Penguins last March and um you know they're uh they, they could still come up and win like there's no doubt they could they have the talent and the ability to do it but they're an older team that's won three Stanley Cups in you know, what was it? Nine years, nine seasons. Um, you know, they went through a lot of adversity, but they're older, their bodies are older. Um, and uh, the Montreal Canadians have some young guys that are really pushing hard and the, and the Habs play a really good game that way. Same with, um, you know, the Minnesota wild are in that boat and tomorrow night, the wild, as we talked about, they're up against it. They're really up against it. Like, I don't think people realize, and that's why I mentioned the start time to you, Matt is, that people don't realize how tough this is. You know, Wes Walls was, was talking today, and he talked about that. He said, like, there's some older players on here. They're like 35, 34, 35. Yeah. Um, Vancouver, and we'll talk about Keys, but this favors the Canucks so much because the core players on that team are in that 28, 29 range. Like, they, they've got a couple older ones like Louie, but for the most part, they're in that twenty eight twenty nine range which is yeah. you know where you want players to 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 be when you're trying to 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 make some noise
1: in the playoffs that's right uh, yeah, that's a good segue to go into the keys uh so we'll get our three keys for tomorrow's game um yeah we'll go for 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 uh the three keys. That's right. I'll only have you today.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's good. So, uh, I believe that the, 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 the three keys for me is one Markstrom is really going to have to stand on his head again. I actually believe the wild will get a bit of a push in the first period and a half. Uh, and I believe they'll tire out. So for Vancouver, Marshram's gonna have to make saves. He can't allow a softie. It may be more what I'm what I'm getting at. Is Marstrom just can't allow a softie like like today? There were no softies. They were really gonna have to beat him with a good, clean shot, and Vancouver did a good job. So Vancouver has to continue to play this way. They have been the equal of the Minnesota Wild, which was supposed to be a strength of the wild, not the Canucks. Yeah. So so that. Number two for me is the special teams. And the reason I say that is that it's very clear now that the officials have been told by the NHL, you cannot allow the ticky tacky, you know, cruddy stuff that's been going on after plays. And they've been calling both teams. And, and, and again, I know some people don't like that. I can tell you that if the officials don't call that they're affecting the outcome of the game. Mm -hmm. And as Canucks fans, just think of 2011 when, when there was so much that could have been called that never was. And then things got called when the games were out of hand. That's, that's legitimately like you, you, you know, the official's job is there to enforce the rules. And if the players are going to break those rules, that's the player's fault. That's their choice to break those rules, and they're at fault and they have to live with those consequences. Yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my second key there. And the third key for me um, is going to be a let, the, let those young legs carry their, carry them through. They, they're going to get goals. They're going to score, um, you know, and even maybe they're going shout out tomorrow night, who knows, but they're going to score. They have that ability. We've seen that, um, you know, they didn't play the best game today. They shouldn't feel like they played the best game today. They bought into what Travis green is, is, is selling, which is great. Now it's time to put the, put the, put the pedal to the metal and take it to the wild and force the wild into a game they don't want they don 't want to play,
1: excuse me there yeah, so I mean there 's a lot of lot of things there that i I agree with all of them um, i mean I, I want to throw in you know the veterans my first key is that the again the veterans have to keep showing up uh, and and the young guys too, but i 'd say that those guys of Sutter. Uh, Mott Beagle. They have to continue doing what they're doing. Uh, That's my first one. Uh, Second one, defense has to keep uh, everything kind of the way it's been. I mean, make sure that they're not turning the puck over. Uh, Make sure it's staying physical. uh, Sticking up for anyone. Uh, You know, getting in those scrums, making that the wild don't have an easy time. Uh, You know, the way they were working hard with the forecheck. That's they had to work that hard because. Of how physical the defense was when they got in there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I mean, they got to keep doing that, and uh, and then yeah, and Markstrom has to be still, you know, remain being Markstrom from the regular season and yeah. from what he looked like today. So and yeah. uh, and, before, give, and if they do have the they get the lead, get the lead. Don't uh, don't allow the first goal. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's not much you can do sometimes on that. Um, the Canucks, you know, getting the first goal will be better for them versus chasing. But um, I agree with you that if they can get that first goal, it's just gonna just weigh on on the on the Wild even more. So, um, before we go to, I did want to do, I did want to say, like, I've been a very big, not Brandon Sutter hater because I like the guy mm-hmm. in, in that, but I've been very vocal about, um, I believe the game is passed him by, Brandon Sutter has been easily forwards in terms of his effectiveness and what he's done. There's been a lot, but we know petey has been their best forward. We can say that Brock's been really good. We think that, you know, we can definitely say that, that Quinn Hughes is, is, is up there. I've talked about Tyler Myers. Brandon Sutter has upped his game and his compete level that I haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, I'm really happy for him because you, you want people to succeed. And, yeah. you know, for, for someone who said, oh, yeah, his career's passed him by, maybe he'll be bad in, the, in, the, in tomorrow's game and maybe he'll be bad, I don't know. Right now, over, over these last two games, Brandon Sutter has not only been able to keep up with the Wild, but he has been a catalyst of, of um, important face-offs. He's been a catalyst of driving his line. Uh you know, gotta give kudos where kudos is due because Brandon Sutter has played a hell of a game. And that just reinforces what you just said in terms of the keys. Yeah, these these guys can't have step backs, the 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 bottom six. They're keeping it, which is what's supposed to be their weakness against the wild again, all these little keys. That bottom six for Vancouver has been as good as the
1: Wild's bottom six. Yeah. I agree. I mean I I've echoed the same thing. I mean, I thought Sutter I mean, we keep talking about, oh, we got to get out of Under Sutter and Erickson's contracts, and you know, get them out the door. Oh, they but still do. They still, still do, do next year.
0: They still do. Yeah, no, <laughs> they to Gone next. They have to be gone next year. Personally, they they but, have to be. Yeah.
1: But I mean, as of the present time, take away those contracts and what they're doing right now. You got to, yeah, you got to give, uh, you know, props where they're due, and yeah, and definitely 100%. Sutter's been. Sutter's yeah. been as good as he should be, um, for what he is. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, so tomorrow uh, will be another, will be game four, potentially the last game. I'm hoping it is uh, because I won't be able to watch game five if there's a game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I actually do believe that that this
0: series will be over tomorrow night. I'm going to go not that I'm smart and I can always be wrong. I always own it when I'm wrong and accept responsibility that way. I do believe the Canucks will will close it out tomorrow. Um, and the reason that I believe that is playing today and then you're back at it tomorrow with no time to really make adjustments. Um, Vancouver's youth, I think, is really going to – and I don't want, when I say youth, I just mean overall they're a younger team than the Wild, and I think that's really going to to serve them. And, and again, Tyler Myers is – Banging they're like the Canucks are, are banging up the wild as much as the, the you know, the wild are just kind of some of them are playing through it. You can tell a lot of them are injured right now and they're mm-hmm. starting to get scared. Remember, we talked about that two days ago. They're starting to get scared to go into corners now, they're starting to ease up on going into corners. They're there's they're, the defense is swiveling their heads because they know guys like McEwen and, and Vert and Jake's been kind of hitting a bit that the Canucks are doing the right things.
1: Yeah, uh, it, should be, it should be a good game and hopefully they come out with a better better start to this one. Cause I say the wild were a better team in the first period for sure. Oh uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, they have to come up with, it's another add uh, to the keys is to have, come up with a good start. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, that's basically all we can do. Yeah. And so, good yeah, stuff. that wraps up episode 11 of Canucks and Pucks uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Canucks Pucks. Uh, we already have. We're at eighty-nine followers now on Twitter, so
0: nice. getting close
1: to that hundred mark. Nice. Yes. We're getting there, and uh, yeah, Aiden will be most likely back with us in the next episode, and uh, we'll get our trio back together, and uh, potentially some some guests down the road too, and uh, and there will be some new stuff as we go too. So that uh, that's the end of episode eleven. Uh, thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll be talking. More episodes on playoff hockey rather than off season stuff.